0: Welcome, my name is Jesse and you are listening to The Wake Up Call. This show is about opening your eyes to how you've been living, bringing awareness to the standard you've been operating at and helping you start living to your full potential. There are two ways I'll help you do this. One, by disciplining your mind, and two, by strengthening your body. It's time to take stock of your current performance and go to the next level. Let's do this. Guys, what is up? Back with another episode of The Wake Up Call. In today's episode, I want to talk to you about HIIT training, high intensity interval training. This is something that uh, has become really, really popular over, you know, probably over the last decade. Um, I've been in the fitness industry for over 12 years now, and I still remember, you know, getting taught some of the principles behind HIIT training. And, you know, it's becoming very, very popular. And especially in our modern society where, you know, you're busier than ever before. You've got that little device in your smartphone that you know dings rings you get an alert a notification there's something always trying to vie for your attention and whether it's an email whether it's a Facebook notification or you know somebody's tagged you in a cat video on Instagram you know you've always got something on we're all busy that's you know that's i'm not going to ever debate that with you guys because i think it is true i think we are trying to cram more and more stuff into our day and what i find people tend to do as a result of this you know as you're struggling to you know make exercise a meaningful part of your life is people are trying to cram more stuff in and this comes it it kind of dovetails into your exercise routine and people think that hit training is the answer to that problem okay i'm really busy with work life you know work pressure you know family i'm trying to balance everything out you know, I'll just do some hit training. I'll do, you know, something short and sharp. I'll get in, get it done. And I'll hope that that's going to give me the biggest bang for my buck, the biggest return on my, you know, short time training investment. And this is really where the crux of the matter is, is try to identify, you know, what is your priority? Like, because if everything is a priority, then nothing is. And really, you can't do it all. If you want a you know, great looking physique. You're going to have to dedicate some time, effort, money and energy into working on it. There's no two ways about it. I'm not gonna tell you that there's a shortcut or a silver bullet because it doesn't exist. But in our society, people don't wanna hear that. They want something quick, something easy. And most people they think it's high intensity interval training. Or there's actually a new one that's come out which is called HIRT, H-I-R-T high intensity resistance training. And really, it's about trying to do the same thing. Get, you know, really high heart rates, get you huffing and puffing and sweating using weights, okay? Now, it has been purported that HIIT training is more effective than perhaps other modes of training, okay? Then perhaps slow, steady state cardio or other types of, you know, training and it's because I think one of the reasons is it sounds catchy. Hit training, ooh, hit, righto? That sounds like it's interesting. It's got a nice little acronym to it, so people kind of jump on the bandwagon. And all you have to do really is look around. Just open that smartphone when you've got a chance. If it's not already within 30 centimeters or touching distance from you, maybe it's in your right pocket right now. Just scroll on your social media, and or if you type into the Google machine, you know exercise, one of the first things that pops up is probably going to be hit, all right? That's all you have to do. Scroll online for a few minutes, and you see people annihilating themselves in the gym or in a class. And really, this comes back down to what are the things associated with exercise? I know a lot of people fucking hate it. I know a lot of people who've had bad experiences, whether it be with cardio or weights, just because you They've done the wrong type of training. It's been the wrong style or they've had somebody who hasn't catered for their specific needs and their goals and their current reality, so the level that they're at right now. And they just get thrown in the deep end and they do something that's just really difficult. Hit training, it's supposed to be hard, Karen. You're supposed to sweat. You're supposed to finish laying on the ground in a heap in a sweat angel. These are good things, Karen. Well, they're not really, that's just a byproduct, okay? But that is not indicative of you getting any progress or making, you know, gains. Right? It just means you've done some really hard shit. That's pretty easy to do. You know, lift heavy with sloppy form, at high speeds with little to no rest. These are things for me that I associate with hit training. And it's because I've seen it in the flesh. I've been in this industry for a really long time, and when I hear the term hit, I just cringe because I know That typically, the way it's done, you've got big groups, you've got them doing complex exercises, or you've got people doing things at just really high velocities, high speeds with shit technique, because the goal is, go, 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 do more reps, go faster, faster is better, more is better. And I've got to kind of sit back and I think to myself, what the fuck is this shit? It just, it makes me sometimes kind of ashamed to be part of the fitness industry where, we have, I can't even say it really, we have trainers, you know, and everybody has a different level. I've been around the block. I know what, what type of coach I am and I know what type of coach I want to be. And I do not want to be the type of coach who lets bad techniques slide. Like that is a no-go for me. I won't do it. Um, and that's why I work with, you know, small groups and individuals because technique's the most important thing but I see these groups of 10, 20, 30 plus people, and they're just getting fucking flogged. They're just getting absolutely flogged, and the things that kind of spring to mind for me are, you know, the F45s, where you've got 45 different stations, or however many fucking stations, and you've got the clock on the wall that's always counting down, okay guys, three, two, one, go! And you've just got someone yelling in your fucking face, go faster, do more, you're too slow, hurry up, move to the next station, and it's just like, what are you actually trying to do here? you try trying to do the most amount of shit work as possible or the most amount of quality work because they're not the same fucking thing. And I'm going to throw CrossFit in this um, domain as well. And I might cop a bit of flack for that as well because, you know, CrossFitters, you know, they, they think they're awesome. And, you know, some of them are. I used to coach CrossFit, I used to work at a CrossFit box. Um, you know, so it's like anything there's good things and there's bad things. The place I used to work at, uh, it capped their participants at eight. So there was only eight people who could attend a class at a time. So that was the differentiator. And that's the kind of thing that kind of drew me to it. I actually never participated in CrossFit. I coached it, but I didn't actually do it. So, you know, when there's things like box jumps, I would, you know, I'll get everybody in my class to come around and say, this is what I'm looking for. You should jump high, you should land high, and it should feel soft be soft, I should not hear you land, okay? Because when you're making a bunch of noise, when you're dropping weights, when you're moving really quickly, that's when little technical errors come into play, that's where people get sloppy, that's when injuries start to accumulate and occur. All right, and the last thing, if you've done exercise for a while, if you've done physical training, whether it's with a personal trainer, whether it's with a class, I'm sure you would have heard of the Mythical Tabata Protocol. Okay, guys, we're going to do this exercise, and we're going to do it. We're going to do a Tabata. You've probably heard that phrase, Tabata. A lot of people don't actually know what the fuck it means. They just think it's twenty seconds on, ten seconds off for eight rounds, and that's kind of what it is. But they don't know where it came from and how it originated, and the res- results that it actually produced. So I'm going to give you a little history lesson now. Okay, in 1996. A Japanese physician and researcher named Izumi Tabata put together a study to compare moderate and high intensity interval training. Now, this is the study. I'm gonna read you a little bit from this document. Okay, this is what the study is all about. High intensity interval training, or HIT, programs have become increasingly popular in recent years. Tabata training, A term that is often used synonymously with HIT was first described by the Japanese scientist Izumi Tabata in 1996. Tabata and his colleagues conducted a study that compared moderate intensity continuous training at 70% of maximal oxygen consumption, which is your VO2 max for 60 minutes. They compared it with HIT conducted at 170% of VO2 max. All right. Hit consisted of eight 20 second all out exercise bouts followed by 10 seconds of rest for a total of four minutes of exercise. So that's eight rounds. The study found that Hit improved aerobic capacity to a similar degree as moderate intensity continuous training but also resulted in a 28% increase in anaerobic capacity. So that is your ability to exercise and, and do training without oxygen in the absence of oxygen. Those findings led to the development of a wide variety of HIT programs. Although there are many different ways to perform HIT, all of the programs are characterized by periods of very heavy effort combined with periods of either complete rest or low intensity recovery. Tabata training has evolved to include a variety of modes and exercises performed in the classic 2010 pattern, i.e. 20 seconds of all-out effort followed by 10 seconds of rest. Now, this is the part Nobody ever gets fucking told. That study done back in nineteen ninety six. Okay, these people, cyclists, by the way, were working at one hundred and seventy percent of VO two max. All right. So the they were comparing people who were working at seventy percent of their VO two max for sixty minutes, versus four minutes of work, twenty on, ten off. At 170% of VO2 max. Do you have any idea how fucking intense that is? 170% of VO2 max. This is, is basically, think elite level athlete working as hard as fucking possible. Leaving nothing in reserve. They have emptied the fucking tank for every single bout of work. Yep. Understand? That's what high intensity training looks like. And this is this is where I take I, I you can hear me. I'm getting frustrated. I'm it's I'm getting amped up a little bit here because my goal for you listening to this podcast it's not to do more stuff. I actually want you to do less stuff. I want you to get the most amount of results and benefits by the least amount of training possible. This is known as the minimum effective dose. Okay? And this is where it really bothers me. I hear people tell me that they do multiple stations of Tabata. Okay? So it's like, oh, I did five exercises. did five Tabatas for 20 minutes. It was the hardest thing I've ever done. If you're doing five Tabatas, you're not working fucking hard enough. And then they'll be like, if I said that to somebody, they'll be like, oh, no, no, no. You should have seen me. I was sweating. I was blowing hard. I was on my hands and knees. And I finished laying on the ground. I could barely breathe. I was working hard, Jesse. Well, what I mean to say is, It's not truly a Tabata protocol because there's no fucking way in hell that you worked at 170% of your VO2 max. Make sense? Yeah. So we can kind of start to, you know, it's, it's chalk and cheese. They're not the same thing. You know, I've had people say they've done, you know, 30 to 45 minutes of HIIT training. Jesus Christ, 30 to 45 minutes of HIIT training. You reckon? Really? Well, my friend, let me burst your bubble. If you can do something for that duration, pretty much nonstop, you know, with maybe a little bit of transition time here and there, it's not high intensity. It's just not, okay? There is a graph that uh, describes the three different energy systems. If you wanna have a look at it, just type in uh, the energy systems of the body and you'll see the graph. And they overlap, okay, it's not you use this one and then it transitions directly into this one and then directly into this one. There is a bit of overlap and you're using different degrees, okay, as you transition from one to the other. But if you are using, if you're working for 30 to 45 minutes, you're not working, you're not doing high-intensity interval training, first and foremost, all right, you're probably in a moderate-intensity interval training, so you're doing MIT, not HIT, all right. High intensity work, I define, as you working close to your maximal output. Okay, and this is where a lot of people, they have, they actually, you actually have no idea where your limit is. I've been involved in high level sports since I was about six years old. I did Taekwondo, and my brother and I, we would do, we would do more work than anybody else. And this isn't to inflate my ego, this is just a fact. This is what happened, okay? Where we lived, there was a uh, we we moved from different you know uh, martial arts schools and studios. But anyway, we would always do more than what was required, and that's why we were you know the best in in the class, and that's why you know we achieved our black belt at quite a young age, and we went over to nationals and we both won gold. And then I did uh, football, and I used to always do more than everybody else. In the off season, there was no off season for me. I was always trying to get the extra edge, or trying to do more work, I was trying to do more things to you know get a competitive advantage, and I did. But what I'm saying here is, have you ever reached your 100% maximum effort? All right, and if you're not sure, if you think you have, all right, cool, you should know what max effort looks and feels like, and it's fucking dreadful. It feels awful, all right? But if you haven't, if you're not used to it, or if you're not sure, Jesse says, okay, 30 to 45 minutes isn't high intensity. Okay, that's kind of what I do most of the time. It feels hard to me. It's not maximal. It's not 100% of output. And it's certainly not 170% of VO2 max. So this is what I'd like you to try and do. If you are interested in figuring out where your 100% maximal capacity is or going above that level, go and do an all-out sprint. Okay, it might be, you know, you go to a field or you go to an oval after a thorough warm-up, of course, because I don't want you to pull a hammy. Okay, do yourself a really strong warm-up, 10 to 20 minutes, and then I want you to go and find a strip of, you know, grass that's 50 to 100 meters long. And I want you to sprint as hard as fucking possible for 10 seconds. Do not stop. Do not even bother looking at your clock, okay? Run nonstop at your maximum capacity for 10 seconds. At the end of that 10 seconds, you should feel absolutely fucked. You should not feel like you could have run any faster. Not even if somebody said, if you don't run faster, I'm gonna kill you. I have a gun to your head. If you do not run faster, I am gonna put a bullet in you, all right? If you don't have access to a you know, an oval, go on use a rower, use a an airmill bike, okay, a rogue echo bike, something like that. But this is what I'm saying. Ten seconds, all out effort. Don't even look at the numbers on the screen. Close your eyes if you have to, but go as hard as you fucking can. Pump your arms and legs as hard as you physically can. You cannot do a single degree more. If you did it correctly, all right, you should feel absolutely exhausted. You should feel spent, all right? Actually do 20 seconds because that will replicate the Tabata protocol more accurately. If you do that, you know, we'll call it either a 100-meter sprint or a 20-second max effort on the rower or a bike that uses the upper body limbs as well. Do that and let me know how you feel at the end because I can guarantee something. You're gonna feel like shit, exhausted, physically, Aerobically, you're going to be huffing and you're going to be out of air. But I, but if I was to say to you, okay, you're going to repeat that same thing, no less effort, same intensity in 10 seconds time, you would say to me, Jesse, I can't. You would look at me and say, yeah, Jesse, there's no way. I need to rest for longer. That is the true nature of high-intensity training. High-intensity interval training, alternating Work and rest stations, okay? One of the things, one of the negative associations of HIIT training is it has a very high energy cost. Okay? As I mentioned with that study, it's 170% of VO2 max. 170, okay? that's That's the cost. It's fucking excruciating. It's painful. It is super hard to get there for one station, let alone eight. Okay, that's, that's what I'm talking about with HIIT training. It's not what most people think it is. Most people are really working at a medium intensity, not high, okay? But even if it is high, it is very, very draining neurologically. And this is where certain types of exercises are harder for you to get, air quotes, motivated to do, all right? If I said, if you wake up tomorrow and you've got low energy, If I said go and do a 20 minute walk, you don't really have to get motivated or inspired to do it. Jesse said to go for a walk, I can do that. I can put my shoes on, I can get changed and get out the door. I don't need any air quotes, motivation, all right? But if I said, all right, you're gonna do hill sprints, I'm gonna take you to a hill, it's got a five degree incline or a 10 degree incline, and you're gonna do 10 sprints. You're gonna go from the bottom to the top, which is 30 meters, you're gonna have a nice long rest period in between, uh, actually, let's 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 go like for like. I'm going to take you to this hill, and you're going to do the Tabata. This is all we're going to do for training: 30-meter sprint, max effort, head down, pump the arms hard, push the earth away. 20 seconds of work, roughly doing you know that 30 meters. It's probably not that long, but you're going to do a 30-meter sprint. You're going to rest for 10 seconds, and you're going to do eight rounds, and that's training done. You know, if you wake up and you feel a bit you know a bit groggy, a bit lethargic, it's going to be much harder for you to get yourself mentally stimulated and in the zone for that type of training it is much more demanding from a psychological aspect and it requires so much more resources and bandwidth for you to actually maximize that type of training, all right? Can you see how that kind of works? When you're doing low intensity training, you can do that any day of the week. You can do it generally whether you feel good, whether you feel shit, whether you feel average, it doesn't matter, all right? But when you start doing high intensity interval training, you need to be in the right frame of mind both you know psychologically but also your body needs to be prepared to do it because it's very fucking demanding and tell me why why do you think why would training like this so when i talk when i say like this why would training you know hit multiple times per week be a good thing okay are you an elite athlete are you you know at professional semi pro elite level no you're not It's likely that you're not. I personally train, I play semi-pro sport, okay? My training does consist of some interval training, okay? Because that's the nature of my sport. That is a way that I can develop specific physical qualities to enhance my sport. But for the average Jane or Joe who goes to work, who's, you know, just wants to hang out with friends, who wants to look better, feel better, lose a couple kilos, maybe you've got a kid to look after, maybe you've got a few kids, maybe you've got grandkids, you know, if you're fairly sedentary most of the day going and doing hit training multiple times per week is a fucking terrible idea you need to you need to move well you need to get strong you need to work on your aerobic capacity and then sprinkle a little bit of hit here and there developing a bit of work capacity that's by all means absolutely fine it is like the icing on the cake build the whole fucking cake with all of the other stuff get strong move well Build some muscle, and then the sprinkles on top—that's your hit. It's not the whole fucking cake, all right. So you know, if you're doing hit training, you know, several times a week, you're gonna be physically burnt out, mentally exhausted all of the time, because it just takes a toll on the body and the nervous system. Like I said, that's where people who you know get brain fro uh, brain brain fog, or just groggy, and you know, they're kind of like, oh. Just feel kinda spaced out, like it just can't connect the dots. That's a that's a part of it. That's a reason. Okay? And I'm not sure about you, but for me personally, I have a seven month old baby to look after. I've got a wife who, you know, when I do have my free time and I'm not working, I want to be present with her. I have a business to run. I have students to coach. I have sport that I wanna play and, you know, I wanna play very well. And I also wanna look and feel good every day. I don't want to feel run down and beaten you know, beaten up from my training. So really what I'm trying to get at here, guys, to cut a long story short, is you're better off working at either end of the spectrum, either side of that kind of middle zone. And that's generally where a lot of people actually put themselves. They're in the middle zone or towards the right, which is, you know, like I said, that medium to high intensity interval training and it's just for a really long duration or longer than it should be. And this is where I've said it before and I'll say, and I'll say it again, being sweaty, being sore, being tired, being run down at the end of training, these are not indicators of progress. These are indicators you worked hard. Does that mean you got stronger? No. Does it mean you got fitter? No. Does it mean your technique is better? No. All right? But what I'd like you to try and do is think the best results that you can get are really on either side of the spectrum. Super high intensity, for you for a super short duration. So this is where you, you could actually do multiple sets. Instead of just that eight, you can do 10, 15, 20 rounds, but give yourself a nice decent rest period in between. This is what I use with my students, especially with their kettlebell training, because what we're doing with our you know swings, cleans, snatches, and the exercises like that, which require high acceleration, is we have really nice long rest periods. You do a set of five or ten swings. Park the bell. Rest. Recover. What do we do in the rest periods? I give them a bit of feedback, some coaching. You know, we talk shop. We shoot the shit, Talk about music. You know, I'll ask how their day went. I see what's happening outside of training. And then once the timer goes, okay, you've rested for you know sixty seconds, or maybe we're doing a set every two minutes. Bang, you go. Again, we switch on for that. You know, ten to fifteen seconds. So we can produce the highest intensity or the highest amount of power that we can. Or you work on the other side, which is low to moderate intensity for a long duration. So if your goal is just to improve your overall health, if you want to improve your health, so maybe it's some markers like your blood pressure. If you have high blood pressure, high intensity interval training is probably not the right thing for you. You actually need to work on your heart health, your heart function. And this is where, this is the zone for you. Low to moderate intensity for long duration. Walking, cycling, jogging. You know, you can actually do resistance training in the form of a circuit to keep your heart rate in a moderate zone. That's great. You can work, I could get you to do something for, you know, 10 minutes non-stop. You've got four or five exercises or three, doesn't matter. And I get you just to circulate through them. A, B, C, D, A, B, C, D. You're working at a moderate intensity The rest period is just the transition from one movement to another. I'm not flogging you. You're still developing your strength. You're still working on good technique and you can repeat it. You're working on keeping your heart rate in a zone to improve efficiency. You see what happens there? Because when you're working at that 90, 90, 95 or 100% of your maximum output, which is what's required for high intensity interval training, that's when things can get sloppy. Yeah? That's when you perhaps don't have time to react to a bad rep and improve it. And if you're doing this all the time, when you're constantly tired and you're struggling for air, things are just cascade, get worse and worse and worse. All right? So guys, really <laughs> in the middle, you know, what I would class as today's hit training, you know, which is really medium, medium intensity interval training. It can be a dangerous place to be. It can lead to overuse injuries, you feeling constantly fatigued, having poor recovery between exercises but also between sessions. And if you're only training a few days a week, you know, those extra those days that you're not training, you actually want to enjoy them and not just be like, oh man, my legs are fucking cooked. I can't get up those stairs. Or, you know, you're just being run down with so much DOMS and muscle soreness. you're like, oh God, yesterday's session was awful, brutal. You know? You shouldn't always feel sore from training. Really, training should give you more than it takes out of you. And if it's not doing that, you know, more often than not, you're doing it wrong, okay? And I I do mean that, and that is a bold statement. If you're always sore, tired, you know, you've got little niggles and injuries, and you're just feeling run down, it's, you know, maybe it is your nutrition, maybe it is some of your recovery strategies, but maybe it's just the training itself, yeah? Did you ever think maybe this high intensity interval training isn't for me, or maybe it needs to be tweaked so I can actually recover more, or I can actually maximise what high intensity means and rest for longer in between. Hmm? So my recommendation for you, if you are to do HIIT training, no more than 10 minutes, all right? So typically with my students, We'll go through about five exercises. We'll do a warm-up, which takes no no longer than 10 minutes. It's kind of come in, get your warm-up done, bang. First exercise, do some warm-up sets, and you're on. Then we'll do all of our strength movements, four or five. And then we might finish, again, this is the sprinkles on the cake. A little bit of conditioning or a workout of the day. Something that gets the heart rate up. It's quick. It's concise. It's to the point. Yesterday, I did a a session which was more of a core focus, there were four exercises. Okay, A, B, C, D. What we did is 30 seconds of each movement. So you go A, B, C, D, 30 seconds of each, 20 seconds of each, and then 10 seconds of each. That's four minutes. Okay, and I do, the reason I had it like that where it was descending, 30, 20, 10, is because as you get fatigued, all right, as you get tired, Mentally, you know, okay, it's not gonna be as bad as the last round. It's not gonna be as long. I did 30, I can do 20 seconds, even though I am a bit more fatigued and you know, my heart rate's higher, my breathing rate has quickened, I can do 20 seconds. And then once you've done that round of 20, you're like, oh dear God, make it end, make it stop. I can do 10 seconds, it's only 10 seconds. I can work hard, I can keep my focus for 10 seconds at a time. And then once you've done your 10 seconds, you're finished, do some recovery, Good to go, all right? So if you're gonna do something that's really high intensity, no more than 10 minutes, all right? So, and at the end of it, do something to recover from that high dose of stress because training is a stress to the body, okay? It doesn't matter what type of training you do, whether it's resistance training, whether it's walking, whether it's rucking, whether it's cycling, whether it's swimming, doesn't matter. It is a stress which you have given the body and the nervous system. You must recover from that stress, all right? Go for a walk. Get some good quality sleep, you know? Seven to nine hours. Do some cold exposure. Maybe it's a cold shower in the morning to wake you up. Maybe you have access to an ice ice bath, whatever. Try that. Eat good foods, okay? Get some protein, start the, you know, muscle repair and rebuilding phase. And hydrate, water. Drink water. All right. So guys, that's uh, that's a bit of the pros and cons of HIT training, or like I said, hurt training, high intensity resistance training. You really have to ask yourself what's your goal, all right? Because if your goal is, you know, hypertrophy, if you want to build some muscle, you know, you doing twenty-five different stations with very minimal rest probably isn't the best type of training for you. Actually, it's it's not. Um, if your goal is maximal strength, if you want to get brutally fucking strong, I can tell you right now, HIT training is not for you. I remember us joking around um, with my wife the other day because I saw a meme from a coach I follow in America and uh, he works a lot with powerlifters. So powerlifters, if you don't know what powerlifting is, it is where you compete uh, for the three biggest movements, squat, bench press, deadlift, okay, it's a back squat, it's a bench press and it's a deadlift from the ground. Straight bar. And the goal of the of powerlifting is to lift the heaviest load possible. So you get three attempts at each lift and your goal is to get the largest total. Lift the most amount of weight for each and also uh, total, so combined. And <laughs> the guy, he did a little reel. I'm not fond of reels, but I saw this reel and it made me laugh. And it says, what do powerlifters do during their rest periods? And it's got him laying down in a sleeping bag. And it's got him sitting down, you know, doing fuck all. And I remember a couple years ago when I did do some powerlifting style training, I would train with a buddy of mine who was elite level, could bench press over 300 kilos. And we would do, our training sessions would be very long. They would be about two hours long. And we would sit down, we would eat donuts, we would drink chop milk. Okay, is it healthy? No. Does it aid powerlifting? Yeah. So, you know, that's not hit by any stretch of the imagination, but you have to train optimally for your goal. And most people just think I've I'm stuck for time, I'm just going to do something that's really hard that, you know, makes me feel like I've done a workout. So, all right, hit seems to be popular. I'll just jump on that. And for most people, it's just not appropriate. Okay? It's not appropriate. Like you have to build yourself up to a point where you have enough capacity enough aerobic base that you can do multiple rounds for one, but also that you can actually reach a high heart rate for two and recover from it. So guys, HIT training is not the be all end all, it's A style of training. Most people do it incorrectly. As I mentioned in that study, these people who are in the study are working at 170% of VO2 max. You try and get to your 100%. Try and do that once. And then multiply that by eight. Yep, that's what true interval training is about. Uh, High intensity interval training. And uh, really that's what you gotta decide. Is this type of training for me? Maybe, but maybe not. So I hope that gives you some information about this very common and popular type of training because it's everywhere. Everywhere I look, you know, I see little snippets and I actually try not to watch these things because it just it irritates me. It makes me angry. It makes me mad to see people who they're not averse to working hard. They actually, they can work really hard, but it's just the wrong type of training or they're not getting the instruction and the feedback and the hands-on coaching they need to get the most out of their efforts, which is quite sad because, you know, they want results. Clearly they're there, you know, they want to work hard. That's great. But doing it for 30 to 45 minutes, I'm sorry, it's not high intensity interval training anymore. And it's just gonna to lead to you feeling burnt out, being sore, and always feeling lethargic. So I hope that gives you a bit of food for thought with your own training, uh, or maybe somebody that you know who you know does one of those types of training that I mentioned and maybe they're always struggling with injuries or niggles, they've always got something, they're always seeing the physio. And it's like, well, it's no wonder, you know? So, guys, that's hit training, the pros and the cons. Uh, If you have any questions, any feedback, any comments, uh, let me know. Send me a message on the uh, social medias or an email, and uh, I'll get back to you. But um, that's it for today, guys. I hope you got something out of it. And uh, I hope that study gives you some extra things to think about if you are going to continue doing hit training in the future. So that's it for today, guys. I'll speak to you soon for another episode. But until then, bye-bye. If you loved the wake up call, found it entertaining or got some benefit out of listening, I would appreciate you helping me to spread the word. Please share it with a friend or on social media so that you can pay it forward and give someone else the opportunity to improve themselves like you just have. Thanks for listening. We'll see you soon for another episode.